Good morning. My name is Brad Keene, and welcome to another Democratic House Appropriations Committee webinar. This episode is on the Pennsylvania judiciary system. The mission of the Pennsylvania judiciary system, or the Unified Judicial System of Pennsylvania, is to deliver fair, timely, and accessible justice for all. The court system includes the Supreme Court, the Superior Court, the Commonwealth Court, the Courts of Common Pleas, and community courts, including the Philadelphia Municipal Court, the Pittsburgh Municipal Court, and the Magisterial District Courts. Deborah Todd is the Chief Justice of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Her term runs from January 2018 to December 2027. She graduated from Chatham College with a bachelor's with honors in 1979 and earned her law degree from the University of Virginia School of Law in 2004. She has served as a litigation attorney, served in private practice, was elected a judge of the Pennsylvania Superior Court in 1999, and was elected a justice of the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania in 2007 and was retained in 2017. Before 1700, the Pennsylvania judicial system was a collection of local and part-time courts inherited from the reign of the Duke of York and established by William Penn. No courts could be called the Court of Final Appeal, and all final appeals were taken to England for veto power. Several attempts were made to unify the colony's judicial system and establish a Court of Final Appeal, but it wasn't until the Constitution of 1968 and the, that established the unified judicial system that the judicial system as we know it in Pennsylvania was established. Let's take this opportunity to walk through how the court system works in Pennsylvania and the different levels of the courts. Minor courts or special courts are the first level of Pennsylvania's judiciary. These courts are presided over by magisterial district judges, MDJs, and municipal court judges. MDJs do not have to be lawyers, but they are required to pass a qualifying exam. Each court has its own elected judges. There are 509 judges in the magisterial district courts and 27 judges in the Philadelphia Municipal Court. The Courts of Common Pleas, established in 1776, are the general trial courts of Pennsylvania. They are organized into 60 judicial districts and have 466 judges. Most districts follow the geographic boundaries of counties, but seven of the districts are comprised of two counties. Each district has from one to 93 judges and has a president judge and a court administrator. The Superior Court was established in 1895. It is one of Pennsylvania's two statewide intermediate appellate courts. The Superior Court is often the final arbiter of legal disputes and there are 15 judges in Pennsylvania's Superior Court. The Commonwealth Court was established in 1968 and is unique to Pennsylvania. It is one of Pennsylvania's two statewide intermediate appellate courts. There are nine judges in Pennsylvania's Commonwealth Court. The Commonwealth Court, Commonwealth Court is primarily responsible for matters involving state and local governments and regulatory agencies. It also acts as a trial court when lawsuits are filed by or against the Commonwealth. As you may already know or may have come to realize, the Pennsylvania court system is structured like a pyramid. 
with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court at the top. Dating to 1684, the Supreme Court is the highest court in the Commonwealth and the oldest appellate court in the nation. There are seven justices in Pennsylvania's Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's administrative powers and jurisdictional responsibilities are vested within the seven-member court by the Pennsylvania State Constitution and a collection of statutes known as the Judicial Code. As you've heard me state in prior presentations, this is coming from the House Appropriations Committee, so it's only appropriate that we spend some time talking about the budget of the judiciary. The judiciary receives the majority of its funding from the state general fund. Federal funding makes up a small portion of their funding, but only a very small amount. The next significant revenue stream for the court are uh, court fees, and then collectively known as Act 49, 64, and 122 fees. These are Acts 49, Act 64, and Act 122. And these fees are used to fund general court operations, the judicial computer system, and a pass-through for access to justice or civil legal aid. In 2023-2024, the judiciary received $395.1 million in state funding. This represents a $32.7 million, or 9% increase, over the prior fiscal year 2022-2023. It's also the first major funding increase to the judiciary in several years. The judiciary has been flat funded for recent history, having to increasingly rely on the other various court filing fees that we discussed earlier. As I mentioned in the prior slide, over time, flat funding to the judiciary from the state government has increased their reliance on other fees. And so the judiciary's reliance on the Act 49 fees, which are generally used for their general government operations increased from about 7% in 2016-17 to 14% in fiscal year 2023-2024. The Act 49 fees, as I've said, are used to fund the general operations of the unified judicial system. And these fees are estimated to provide currently about $53.4 million annually. The fees are made up of a $10 and $11.25 surcharge that is charged on most court filings record of deeds transfers, criminal convictions, and summary traffic citations. The Act 49 fees are set to sunset on July 31st, 2025. In recent history, they have sunset or been subject to sunset annually and have typically been renewed in either the fiscal code or the administrative code every year. The next significant set of fees to discuss are the Act 64 and Act 122 fees or revenue streams. The Act 64 fees were the original funding stream for the, for the judicial computer system, which was created in 1987. At the end of each fiscal year, the portion of annual revenues collected from various court fines, fees, and costs that exceeded the amount collected in fiscal year 86-87 are deposited into this account which is used for the funding of the, of the judicial computer system. Now this changed in 2018 as a result of Act 42, which diverted $15 million of these funds for school safety. This continued for a number of years, but the diversion was statutorily paused in fiscal year 2021-22, 22-23, and 23-24. 
The final set of fees that I want to talk about are known as the access to justice fees. The unified judicial system collects and distributes these fees, which amount to about $13.8 million annually, to the Access to Justice account, ATJ, for civil legal aid, and these surcharges are permanent. Um, the fees are made up of a portion of the Act 122 fees, so $2 goes to the Access to Justice account, a portion of Act 49 and Act 113 fees, Again, $2 of those fees goes to Access to Justice. And then $2, there's a $2 fee in Act 44 that also goes into this account. And to combine, these fees make up approximately $13.8 million every year. The judiciary has a total filled complement of just over 2,000 individuals. This includes all of the judge positions in the various courts. And this complement has remained relatively constant over the past five years. It is worth noting that the staff of the Unified Judicial System, including the technology workers, are not considered civil service and are not under the same collective bargaining agreement as other state workers. This means that their salaries are up to the discretion of the Unified Judicial System. Further, judicial salaries and pay raises are statutorily determined are not a function of collective, of collective bargaining agreements. In the next two slides, I'm going to discuss an important but perhaps underappreciated aspect of the judiciary, and then I will discuss a new and significant initiative of the courts. In addition to doing basically everything else that you figured the courts would do, the unified judicial system also operates the Common Pleas Criminal Case Management System, CPCMS, and the Unified Judicial System, UJS, web portal. Now, the UJS web portal offers services that include docket sheets, statewide warrants, and calendars. And CPCMS is Pennsylvania's statewide case management system and is used by all 67 counties. Combined, these technological systems provide data for legislative inquiries, the data necessary for legislative mandates, such as clean slate and tax refund and lottery winning intercepts, the PA and the PA ePay system, which is used to collect fines, fees, and other court costs, many of which flow back to the state or to crime victims. The CPCMS system also provides for Megan's Law and Wash Act reporting, the electronic data necessary for license suspensions, JNET interfaces, and electronic disposition reporting to the Pennsylvania State Police. And next, I want to discuss the Autism in the Courts initiative. This initiative is focused on reducing trauma and supporting individuals in the court system with an autism spectrum disorder. It operates under the premise of listening, learning, and educating. The Autism in the Courts initiative began in 2020 with a statewide virtual autism roundtable. This was almost immediately followed by separate regional roundtables. And the outcome of these events was an autism CLE event for attorneys with nearly 600 participants. And also the Minor Judiciary Education Board began autism training for more than 500 MDSs statewide. To wrap up this presentation, I want to talk about two pieces of important legislation that were passed in 2023. 
The first is Act 22 of 2023, or House Bill 735, otherwise known as the Administrative Code. Act 49 expanded the $11.25 fee to include summary traffic citations. So if you remember, this fee was part of the Act 49 fees that are used for the general operations of the judicial system. The 1125 fee did not use to include summary traffic citations. Now it does, and this 1125 expansion is expected to add approximately $750,000 per month, or $9 million annually, to this fund to be used for the general operations of the judiciary. It also suspended the $15 million transfer from the Judicial Computer System Augmentation Account to the School Safety and Security Fund for fiscal year 2023-2024. As we mentioned before, this transfer was initiated in 2018-19 and continued through 2020-2021, but was statutorily paused in 21-22, 22-23, 23-2024. Act 58 of 2023, or Senate Bill 361, added additional common pleas court judges. This was based off of research indicating need in the areas that received the additional positions. Now, adding these additional judge positions will necessitate increasing funding to the judiciary in the future to cover the salaries and expenses of the additional judgeships. We've reached the end of this presentation. As always, if you have any questions, please feel reach out to our office or directly to myself, Brad Keen, at bkeen at hacd.net. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this presentation.